Hey everyone, welcome to episode 89, Red Light, Green Light. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to lesson. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. So I want to start off today's podcast with a little bitty idea that is burrowing away in my brain. And it's like that. It just keeps whispering. You need to do this, Kelly. You need to do this. I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready. I'm scared. But I was thinking about, because I coach so many moms and I feel kind of like so many of the issues are the same, whether it's a mom trying to lose weight or it's a college student trying to get to graduation day in one piece without having nervous breakdown, or it's a couple trying to have more fun in their marriage or a mom who's trying to keep their house organized or a mom who's really trying hard not to yell and to get their kids to listen. Whatever the topic is, it all goes under the same umbrella. And I feel like we could learn so much from each other because it would normalize it for you when you see other people having this experience and seeing them coached and seeing them presenting a problem where they might be complaining about a sister-in-law. And you might not even be married and not have a sister-in-law, but you can apply it to that friend in your college class or your college professor. And so you can kind of plug and play and substitute the people in because it's very powerful to be coached. And it's also very powerful to hear someone else coach because even if it's not your issue, they might be an overdrinker, but you can relate because you might be an over-Facebooker or an overthinker. So I was thinking about a place where we could gather, like where all of the people come to the Harmony Hut. I'm trying to think of a cute name that blends in Harmony, but not Hutchison, because this is all about your home. Or I was thinking Harmonizers. We could be Harmonizers. And learn from each other. I could coach you live on camera while others listen in, because I'm in a lot of other coaching programs, and I get so much value listening to someone else being coached. Sometimes I'm chicken. Sometimes I'll step up and be coached. But sometimes just listening and watching someone else and their mind management, I learn so much from them and through that experience, even though I don't step up and be coached too. Does that make sense? Don't you love when I ask open-ended questions into a microphone? This is not Blue's Clues, Kelly. So I was just wondering if there's a, of course, my brain goes to fear and lack and who do you think you are? And you don't know the tech. For me, the tech is like jamming me up big time because you have to be a member to this site and this site and this site and you have to pull it all together. And my brain is like, eh, it's spinning in overwhelming confusion. And I like to spin in overwhelming confusion and I like to show you that process so then it can normalize it for you when you're trying to spin out in overwhelming confusion over should I work out? Which plan should I do? Should I do this eating plan? Should I do this parenting plan? Should I read this book or this book? Should I do yoga or should I start to meditate? And so the brain, it's its just nice to be a witness to the brain and watch it spin out and take action anyway. And then you can actually watch me spin out and take action anyway, if I take action. <laughs> I remember when I was talking about this podcast for literally two years. I don't think you guys understand. I mentioned it on like a call one time. I was like a guest speaker on a call with like a lot of people, like hundreds of people. And then like a year and a half later, someone who was on that call, they're like, have you started that podcast yet? A very fleeting, didn't think anything of it kind of comment. She's like, I remember you mentioned the other call. I was just wondering where I can find you. And it hit me like a dagger. I was like, oh. Uh... And then finally, my kids are like, 
mom, either do the podcast or stop talking about it. It's so annoying. I'm like, you're so right. I'm actually annoying myself because I keep talking and thinking and overthinking. And then I was so messed up with the tech. And then someone came in and swooped in and said, you know what? I can take care of the tech. You just talk into a microphone. I was like, OMG, now I have to take action. We're on episode 89 and I say we because this is a we experience. You are not following me. We are locked arms together. How are we on episode 89? Like we're gonna be in triple digits soon, people. And this is all because you listen, you apply, and then you share with other people. That is the only way that our podcast grows is by you sharing it with other people. So I thought it'd be really cool to help you, the people who really, 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 really want some tangible, listen to my brain, Kelly, tell me what's going on. Because I think sometimes we do so much A-line of the model, like take this action, do this thing. But the A-line does not work unless we tackle the T-line of the model. Remember, the model is CTFAR. Our circumstances are completely neutral. Our children are neutral. I know that's hard to believe, but it's very, very true. How do I know? Because I've taught a million kids and I've counseled a million kids and I've parented two kids and helped a million parents. So what I know is that kids are completely neutral and they cannot push our buttons. Drop the mic, what is going on when I say those words? What comes up for you? The circumstance is completely neutral. We have thoughts about our circumstance that we can control. The C, I spent five years of my life trying to control the C. No bueno. The people in our life, guess what? They have free will. They have free agency. And that's a good thing. We don't want them to be puppets. We don't want them to be just following us around like the little ducklings that I see when I'm on my runs. It's a beautiful thing, but we don't want them just to not question at all. And the ones who are questioning it, your kids who are questioning it, those are the game changers in life because they're not just following blindly. They're saying, this is not okay. The one who acts out the most is the healthiest of the bunch. I was like, what are you talking about? but all children are neutral. Then we have thoughts about our children or the way they behave and we judge them. And we have negative thoughts, which creates a negative feeling, frustration, anger, disappointment. Then that causes the action. The A line of the model is where we see it, but we can't figure it out. We change the A, we change the A, we change the A, but we're not changing the T. So then the F is still fueled from frustration. So then we're just white knuckling it. It's kind of like when I was quote unquote, not yelling at Lily when I was first becoming conscious. And she's like, you're yelling behind your teeth. I'm like, you caught me, girl. And then the R is the result. And the result always proves the T. So whatever's in your T line, you will always prove it. I promise. So being coached live on camera with other people holding the space and looking just at your brain, because a lot of times I'll be coached by someone. And she's like, do you know you said this 47 times in the last three minutes? I'm like, what are you talking about? I had no idea. So I get coached too because I'm too close to my own brain. So you need someone to almost be the mirror to your brain, not from a place of guilt and shame, but from a place of awakening. Like, oh my goodness, I didn't even know that thing was up there. What is going on? It's kind of like when you're cleaning out your closet, like that's a gem. Well, that's an old thing that I need to throw away or donate. So I'm just throwing it out there and it's a huge learning curve for me, but I'm willing to do it if it would help you and help your kids. Because I've told you this many times, my goal in all this is to help your kids and I know I can help your kids through you. You are the gatekeepers. So what we're talking about today is a wonderful A-line of the model. It's called red light, green light. Okay, so our kids are little. Even when they're 12 and 15 and 16, they're still very little and impressionable. I know you think that they're not, but think back to when you were that age. I want you to have perspective of your children by going back to when you were their age. Not, oh, my parents did it this way and that's the way it needs to be done. But think about life from that version of you. I think it's super powerful to think of ourselves when we were three, when we were seven, when we were 13, when we were 17. 
Now they're dealing with much different things that we never had to deal with or even we're even on our radar. But think about your heart at that age. Think about the way you looked at your parents. Think about the way your parents lifted you up and think about how they disappointed you. Think about their opinion of you and how much it mattered. When you can really get in touch with that little girl or that little boy at that age of the children that you are, then you can really see the life from their point of view and put on their goggles at 10 years old or 12 years old or seven years old of what insecurities you were dealing with and what was going on. And your kids might have different issues that they're dealing with, but you can remember the vulnerability. And when you can get in touch with that vulnerability, then you can have so much empathy and compassion for your kids and parent from that place and be the parent that you needed when you were younger. Now, all kids are different as far as they come out with their own temperament, their own throbbing spirit. So not trying to parent them in a way that you needed to heal that old wound in current time, but to parent in a way of what would feel good if you were that age again and you were this type of child. Now we talk a lot about emotions and I really feel like the schools and society, we don't spend enough time teaching our kids how to manage their emotions. We spend so much time in the A line of get the straight A's and get all the home runs and score all the goals and do all the things. But emotions, we're just going to skip over that lesson. Get the math, get the reading. But if you don't have the core down and we're not teaching them how to manage their emotions, then they're going to be really stressed out because they always have to get the straight A's or they always have to hit all the home runs. And then when they don't, then something's wrong with them. And once a child thinks that something's wrong with them, they either become more of a perfectionist and put more pressure on themselves or they give up and quit because it becomes learned helplessness where if I can't get straight A's, then I'm not going to try. So kids will always do two different paths, but just know that it's always a language to us. So one thing I like to teach about is seeing their emotions on a Likert scale, almost like a scale of one to 10. Like one is chill, 10 is the red of the red. And when I say red zone, I don't mean always the yelling and the screaming and the punching. When we think red zone, we think that fiery person from inside out with the fire blown out of his head, when he, the anger. And sometimes the red zone can also be when they're really sad or they're really disappointed or they feel not good enough and they turn it into self-loathing. At the school I was at in Naples, we did a program called Be Cool. And they talked all about kids' emotions being hot, cold, or cool. Cool is just like what I am right now. Not call myself cool, but my emotions are in check. Things are cool. My kids right now, they're in the other room. One's with David. They're cool. It's kind of like default mode. Now, when kids feel tricky emotions, they go one of two ways. Sometimes both. They go super hot, where you see the anger and the fiery red, just like in the movie Inside Out. Or they get super cold, like sadness, like no one loves me. I'm not good enough. Or they pout. They pull away. They sulk. They cry in their room. Neither hot or cold is wrong. It's just a way to express your emotions, okay? And I love this quote. It says, if it's so hard for us as adults to always remain in control of our emotions, to always respond with kind words and patience, to always hold on to our self-control when we're tired, frustrated, or disappointed or angry, can you imagine how much more difficult it must be for our children? And yet we expect them to forgive us when we lose it, but we punish them when they do the same. That's what I'm talking about, LR. Like that is so the epitome of the hypocrisy of what we do as parents. And I used to do it too. And sometimes I still do it. But when we can connect on the emotion and someone gets you, then their walls come crumbling down because they're so vulnerable with you. And so I like to play the game red light, green light with kids as far as seeing their emotions as red light, green light. Now, red light is your tricky emotions. It's the hot or cold. When you're in red light area, it can be the cold, it can be the hot, it can be the crying and sadness, or it can be the fiery anger. It's just emotion that is, we're now in the red zone. 
They're in a different part of their brain, so there's no reason. That's when they're, quote unquote, drunk on emotion. And then green light is just kind of like when they're playing Monopoly with their friends and everything's status quo. There is a middle ground, and that's the yellow light. A lot of times people will say, well, I tried to do the strategies, but me talking to them made them even more upset. So I just want to give you some examples of teaching our kids that you don't go from red light to green light. There is a space in between that we have to help them get to. Our children do not know how to go from red to green on their own, just like our kids don't know how to do double-digit multiplication when they come out of the womb. And that's okay. That's part of their growing up is they don't know about emotions. They just have it in their emotions, and then they just act out accordingly. And that's okay. So we're going to teach them and we can teach them through modeling. Modeling and embodying is the number one way to teach whatever you want to teach, but you have to teach it when they're in the green zone. So a lot of times when they're little, you can role play and you can role play with stuffed animals. You can pretend to be more angry or more sad or more overwhelmed or more disappointed than you are about something that's going in your life that has nothing to do with them. So you could say something along the lines of, wow, look at this kitchen. I can feel myself going to the red zone. I'm in yellow right now. This is really tricky for me to manage. I have to empty the dishwasher, load it up, and make lunches for tomorrow. Hey, kids. What do you do when you're going from yellow to red and you can feel it happening? This is after practicing with them and teaching them different strategies. So then they will tell you, they will actually teach it. Like Lily will say, I'll do the five, four, three, two, one. And she'll say, I'm just going to jump in it and just do it right away. That's what I do. I'm like, that's a good one. Grady, what do you do? He's like, I like to set the timer and try to beat the clock. I'm like, that's a good idea too. I think I'm going to do both. So you can actually learn from them what strategies they go to. So then when they're in the red zone, when they're in the yellow zone, when they're heading that way, you stay in the green zone and help them get to yellow. So when they're fiery hot and it's a child who's told you they like to be left alone, you can say something like, do you want to be left alone or do you need help calming down? They need help. They don't have strategies until we teach them to them. And also, if they're real little and you play with stuffed animals and they're not really listening to you when you're in the kitchen talking about overwhelm and confusion, they don't care about that. You can do it with stuffed animals and play a game. And you can make the dog and the cat and they can have puppets and they're in charge. And first, the dog is the one who's angry and then the cat's the one who's calm. And then they can be the teacher and then you make them the student. And then you can be real silly and you can pretend like you're the dog because they're always trying to bring out the kid in you. So when you're doing the role play and you're doing the puppets, when they're teaching and the dog's having a big emotion and they're the cat trying to help them calm down, they will give strategies to the stuffed animal dog and you will learn what their go-to is. Like when my kids were little, Grady would always choose the soup. Lily was always choosing, leave me alone. I'm going to go cry in the corner over here and be sad for a little bit. And allowing that, sometimes we want to get them to green so fast. But if we teach them how to feel their feelings, then they know that tears aren't wrong, upsetness isn't wrong, none of it is. And then it takes away the shame and guilt around it. And then they just get it out. Sometimes when they're in the yellow zone, I'm like, do you want to go to red or do you want to go to green? Do you just want to get it out? Because sometimes it feels good to really get it out. And they're like, I want to go to red. I'm like, let's go, go to red. Do you want to do it here or in your room? They're like, I'm going to go in my room. I'm like, go for it. It feels so good. It's such good therapy to just let it out. And then they'll come out like, that was amazing. I'm like, I know, right? It's like a good laugh, a good burp. So we're not shaming, guilting them because they're having human emotions. We're like, go feel it. And my friend Shar said today to me, she's like, we have to feel it so we can heal it. I was like, go Shar, I love that. The other day I was on the way to school taking Grady and I was telling him a story about a friend who's having a lot of medical issues and really struggling. And I started to tell the story and then my voice started to crack. And he goes, are you in the yellow zone? I said, I think I am. I said, I'm not sure if I want to let it out and go to red or I want to go back to green. He's like, let's just go back to green. I'm like, it makes you uncomfortable when I get upset, doesn't it? He's like, a little bit. I just don't know what to say. I'm like, that's totally cool, Grady. I don't know what to say sometimes when you're upset. What helps you when you're in the red zone? What helps you when you're in the yellow? He's like, it sounds weird, mommy, but it really helps me when you tickle me. I'm like, what? That's so bizarre. I don't want anybody touching me when I'm in the red zone. He's like, I know it helps me so much. And he's like, sometimes... (laughs) 
I really like when you put me in a headlock and give me a noogie. I'm like, what? That is insane. For some reason, he's a kid who likes noogies. But I would never know that if I'm always saying, stop it, stop it, stop it. They don't know how to stop it. They can try, but they don't know how to. So learning from them and role-playing, and then also when someone cuts you off when you're in the road, you can talk out loud about your thinking and be dramatic and overdo it. Like, oh, that person just cut me off. I can feel my body going to the yellow zone. Oh no, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna take breath rest. What do you guys do? What do you guys do? I'm always asking them, what do you guys do? What do you guys do? But when they were little, little, we were always teaching them, here are some strategies. Try this, try this, try this. When we get mad for them being mad, they don't know what to do. So it's not helping them. It's actually making it worse. So when they're in that red zone, we are the diffuser to help them get to the green zone if that's something they want to do. And a lot of times you don't have to say or do anything. Like the other day, David was out of town. I was on a run and Lily called me and I literally thought the house was burning down. She was crying so hard. I'm like, hey, what's up? You know, just very calm. But in my brain going, this better be good if you're crying this hard. And she said, I overslept. I missed first period, blah, blah, blah. And I literally have a better chance of winning the lottery five times before I would guess that Lily would oversleep. I was like, in my brain going, you did what? But because it's an event, not a pattern, I'm not gonna freak out. And I just could see how upset she was. So I'm not gonna sit here and lecture her and be like, I can't believe it. You should have set your alarm. You stayed up too late. Daddy's out of town, so you're off your schedule and blah, 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 blah. Because he's always like the closer. They still do, don't let the bed bugs bite. And so he's like the closer. And so we didn't even know how to like function without him home. She's like, what do I do? I'm like, well, I'll try to do, don't let the bed bugs bite. She's like, no, that's just weird. I'm gonna FaceTime him. And so I'm like, well, I don't really know how to put you to bed if you're like, you know, you were out of our routine. Anyway, so I'm thinking all these thoughts like, oh my gosh, I didn't do it as good as David. Blah, blah, blah. And I just was like, oh, that must have been so overwhelming. That must have been so confusing. You must have woken up and thought, what is going on? She's like, yeah. And she's freaking. And I'm not going to be like, do you want to calm down? I'm like, get it out, girl. Get it out. I'm like, I'm going to be home in a couple minutes. If you need help solving this, I can help you. If not, you're good, girl. You got this. That must have been so hard. So confusing, so overwhelming. Just empathy, compassion, empathy, compassion. I'm not talking any sense to her when she's in the red zone. Are you kidding me? She started going down the road of, I'm not gonna be able to make my bed. I can't brush my teeth. I can't I can't brush my hair. And she goes to virtual school that day. So she started telling me all the things. I can't move the clothes to the dryer. She was in the red of the red of the red zone. It was like the mixture of hot and cold. And I just held his face. I'm not on the phone too, so it's not what I can do. And I just kept saying how overwhelmed I could hear that she was. That must have been so confusing. Oh, just saying, oh, like that, like that. If this was a pattern, then I'm not gonna respond in this way. She was putting so much upsetness on herself that what am I gonna get more upset with her? It was an accident, big whoop-de-doo-dah, NBD, everything's no big deal. She wrote to her teacher. By the time I got home, she was in the yellow zone. And I'm like, do you want me to listen or do you want a solution? She's like, I need a solution. I don't know what to do. So I'm like, I have an idea to help you get to yellow or green, but if you're not ready, that's okay too. She's like, okay, what is it? I said, I just think you should catch your breath. It's okay to catch your breath. Do all the things you need to do. Get in the green zone before you attend class. And she's like, okay, I think that's what I'm gonna do. I'm like, it's all good, girl. No big deal. You're not in trouble. You made a mistake, but you're not a mistake. I think that's huge for our kids to know that you're gonna mess up, but you're not a mess up. And as a parent, you're gonna make a mistake, but you're not a mistake as a parent. I make mistakes all the time. Are you kidding me? But I know I'm not a mistake to be their parents. I mess up all the time as a parent, but I know that I'm not a mess up to be their parent. Big, big difference. Because there's no shame and guilt. It's just like factual. It's like, oh, messed up again. Let's go. Oh, made another mistake. Let's go. And then if I can normalize it for myself, then it takes the pressure off of them. And that's the goal is to teach them how to manage their emotions and teach them that they're completely normal. And mistakes and failure and flubs are all part of the game. We're all human and we're doing our best. You know what Lily has to do? Lily has to be Lily. That's all she has to do in our house. You know what Grady has to do? He has to be Grady. That's all he has to do. Not even his best. He doesn't even have to do his best. That's still an unloaded pressure put on him. 
You just be Grady. You do you, boo. You know what David has to do? He has to be David. And when everybody's allowed to be themselves, flawed and awesome, making mistakes, flub up, oversleeping, stuck in traffic, late to pick up, it's all NBD. No big deal. We're all just being human together. It's messy. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. It's brutal. Like Glennon says, it's brutal. It's all the mixture of all of it. Then we're not trying to fix it and change it and mold our kids so we can feel a certain way. Then we don't have to mold our spouse to be a certain way. I signed up to marry him. I knew what I was getting. And it's the best decision ever. Because it's a decision I make over and over and over to let him be him, let the kids be kids. And then it lets me be myself. The more you allow other people to be themselves and not judging and changing, and I wish they would do more of this, I wish they would do less of this, and less judgment and shame, then you are able to give that gift to yourself. And you can show up, let your hair down, no makeup, and be yourself. Because if they can't be themselves at home, then where else can they be? So teaching them how to feel their feelings is huge. And then modeling for them, how do you feel your feelings? And what happens if you teach them about the red light, green light, yellow light, which all kids understand. The other day I heard them arguing in the other room. I thought they were arguing, but then I was hearing laughter and I was so confused at what was happening in there. I was like, what is going on? So they came out and it seemed okay. And I was like, what was going on in there? That was crazy. I was hearing red and then I thought I heard some yellow and then I was hearing lots of laughter. So my brain was very confused. They're like, yeah, it was a combination of all the things. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of how life is. And when they can think of their life as red light, green light, yellow light, then they have more authority over their emotions and they're able to manage their emotions because they understand their emotions. When we just say, stop it, go to your room, go to timeout, leave me alone, we don't teach them anything. Just like if I'm just expecting Grady to understand double digit multiplication, but I never teach him how to do single digit multiplication, he's never gonna level up in his emotions, just like he's never gonna level up in math or if his teacher's not teaching him. This teacher just keeps him giving him worksheets after worksheets after worksheets and doesn't teach him any strategies to do seven times nine, then 71 times nine is going to be very difficult. And if we can use that same parallel and that same gift to teach our kids about their emotions, that is literally the greatest gift on the planet. But sometimes we weren't taught it first. So since we weren't taught it, we think, oh, we'll just do what our parents did. Even though you didn't like the way your parents raised you and the way they talked to you and the way they yelled or spanked or name called or shamed or guilted, this is the time where we get to learn. I remember Lily was in second grade and she had so much anxiety. And I was like, I don't know how to manage anxiety. I think I have a lot of anxiety. What do I do when I have anxiety? I have no idea. Well, let's figure it out. So I got super curious instead of furious at Lily's anxiety. Do you see how that's different? Then we both have some empowerment over it versus the kids looking at us like, what do I do? I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling anxiety. What do I do, mom? What do I do, dad? And then we blow our top. They're very confused. Okay, I'll blow my top too. And then they get in trouble for it. It's kind of like when they fall down on the playground, they have a skinned knee and they look it up with these big, bright, beautiful, impressionable eyes going, what do I do about this boo-boo? And we're like, I got you, boo. We're gonna get a Band-Aid. We're gonna get some Neosporin, a little empathy, a little compassion. Let's go. I got you, boo. Instead of just staring at him going, why'd you fall down? I can't believe you fell down. Physical pain is the same as emotional pain. We all feel it. And we wanna pretend like it doesn't exist in kids. And that's where I know I was messing up for many, 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 many years because I wanted them to be happy all the time. Your kids do not need to be happy all the time, nor can they if they want to. And if they are, then they're faking it just to please you. I don't want fake happiness for my kids. I want them to know they can feel all the feels and nothing has gone wrong because we're connecting on the emotions, not saying, oh yeah, that's awesome. You hit your brother. You're feeling your feelings. We can change the behavior when we can connect over the emotion. That is the big aha. And during calm waters is when we do all the teaching. And during our calm waters is when we do all the role-playing and the modeling. And you can do it out loud while they're listening in the back seat. And then you can ask them for advice because when they teach it to you, it deepens their learning. And P.S., you get a snapshot version into strategies that they like that help them. 
when Grady was flipping out about Mario the other day and he was rage quitting. I'm like, what is this rage quitting? No, 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 this is not going to happen. Of course, I don't do it during the time, but the next day I'm like, what's going on with Mario? I thought Mario and I were pals. Like, it's very light and fluffy when you bring it up. It's not like I need to talk to you, come in my room, we're going to do a knee to knee. Now, there are times when you do knee to knee talks, when it's something serious, something going on. But if you're always having knee-to-knee talks, that's when you're both sitting face-to-face, knee-to-knee, then it's like, oh, really, mom? Again, it's like you're the mom who cried wolf. But if it's very light and fluffy, on the go, on the fly, not sit down, I need to talk to you, big talk, big talk, they just tune us out. We're like Charlie Brown's teacher. Womp, 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 womp. And so it's not always the knee-to-knee talk. It's just on the fly, like very light and fluffy when you bring it up. What is going on with Mario? I thought Mario was our pal and now we're mad at Mario. I didn't know that. He's like, I'm just trying to get to the next level, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, were you in the red zone or the yellow zone? He's like, well, I find myself in the yellow zone. I go from yellow to red so fast. I'm like, oh my goodness, I get that way too. I know what that's like. And I said, but I didn't hear you saying I can do hard things. I thought that really helped you. And he's like, I was saying that, but I was still losing and I didn't understand. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna give you a choice of different mantras and then you can tell me. I said, I love that you're using I can do hard things, but I think you think I can do hard things is always gonna make you win. He's like, yes, I do. It's like, I can do hard things makes you push through things when they're hard. He's like, well, Mario isn't that hard. And I was like, it's going to be hard until it's easy. So let's think of a different mantra after you lose because you're a really good winner as far as you don't like rub it in Lily's face or my face. You're just like very, you're like Grady good sport. Like Miss Julie's book. I'm like, yes, you're like Grady good sport. When you win, you are awesome. We could probably be a really good loser. He's like, that sounds so weird. I'm like, no, is that sound weird? You're so good at losing. Like that's a gift to have. And you're really good at losing. I've noticed lately with Mario, your losing skills are like, I'm not understanding what's going on. You're like getting mad at Mario and Mario's our friend. I thought we loved Mario, like joking around. Mom, you're being weird. I'm like, I know, I'm so weird. And so I said, you're using I can do hard things to, yeah, he's like, that's how I get, that's how I'm so good at Mario because I'm using I can do hard things. I'm like, that's awesome you're using that. I said, I'm gonna give you a choice of things to say after you lose that help me because I lose all the time in Tetris and daddy's always beating me in Mario Kart. And when he beats me in Mario Kart, I'm so shocked because like I'm the Mario expert. He's like, I know, he always beats you. I'm like, I don't know how he does it. He's so quiet over there. And I'm like screaming and hollering and hooting and hollering. And he's so quiet over there. I think, oh, he's in seventh place. I got him, I'm in third. And then all of a sudden he's like, yeah. And then like third lap, he's always getting you. I'm like, I know, right? It's so weird. See how light and fluffy everything is? There's no big talk. He doesn't even know he's learning. That's the beauty of it. I said, I'm gonna give you a choice of three or four choices and you tell me which one you really like. And I said, I love losing. Losing is normal. Losing is how I get better. Losing is part of the game. I said, which of those four like really land well in with you? He's like, I really like losing is normal. I'm like, so tonight I want to hear you say losing is normal or I'm going to say it when I lose with daddy because I think that will help me too because we're going to be good losers together. He's like, that is so weird. I'm like, I know. Isn't that funny? I said, I'm going to give you a compliment and it's going to sound so weird. I said, you're really a good loser and he's dying laughing. I'm dying laughing. I'm like, all right, call me a good loser. He's like, you're such a good loser, mom. I'm like, thanks. We're laughing and we're bonding and connecting and I'm teaching and he doesn't even know it. And I'm learning from him of what resonates with him. So then later that night, I'm like, remember, losing is normal. He's like, yep, L-I-N, baby. And so then when I'm playing, I talk out loud, losing is normal, losing is normal. I'm saying it to myself when I'm losing to Mario Kart. So I'm modeling what he told me helps him, even though I don't need that mantra, but I'm telling him like, this is completely normal. Do you see how we can make this learning light and fluffy and on the go and on the fly and when we're driving in the car or he's eating his PBJ and I'm stirring the noodles? It's not a big sit down talk. I need to talk to you about the birds and the bees. It's on the fly. It's on the go. No big deal. What's going on? Tell me all the things. I want to hear all of it. So we're getting super curious and not furious and then we can peek into their brain and then we understand so much more about him. 
Just like when David's helping him with his math, David can say, oh, well, he really likes using this strategy with math. So then when he's teaching, he's like, remember, you have to carry it. But when you carry it, you don't always have to put it up there. So I want you to practice the red light, green light concept with your kids and just talk out loud. Now, not I want to teach you something. It's like, this is going on in my brain and you can teach them through things that are going on with your life. Like I'm in the red zone now because I'm feeling overwhelmed or stressed. There's too much to do. What do you do when you're in the red zone? They're like, what's the red zone? I'm like, it's like when I get really, really, really tricky emotion and I don't know what to do with it. And the tricky emotions are not always mad. You'll see that this is crazy. The emotions that yours default red zone, like my red zone is more of like, if this was even an emotion, it's like, I just get like bummed out. Like just like, not sad, like crying, but just disappointed. Like, oh, that's the best way I can describe it. It's just like a bummer feeling. And so you'll see, and some people, their red zone is anger, just pure fire. They're both the same. They're just expressed different ways. And you'll notice when your kids are having the emotion that's your default, that is a lot harder for you to hold the space for because it's so close to your heart. But if you have a kid, let's say bummer is your default, and then you have a kid who's in the red zone and it's showing up as anger, it's so much easier sometimes to hold the space for anger because you're so far removed from it that you can see it for what it is. So just know whatever brings up more for you is such good information that you don't have to judge it and shame it. You're like, oh, well, I'm teaching them. I'm also teaching myself. Because if this is not something you were ever taught, you're learning it for the first time as you're teaching it. That's a mind blower. Like, what are you talking about? And you get to know your kids on such a more intimate level. And you get to read their emotions and see what's going on. And then they're not always going from green to red. They might go from green to yellow. And you can kind of like diffuse it when they're going to the yellow range. Like, I smell yellow. Is it is yellow in the air? I smell some yellow. Because you're always talking about how when you're going to yellow. Like when Grady heard my voice crack, he's like, are you going to yellow? And I'm like, I think I am. I need your help. And then we have these code words like nunchucks, Rumpelstiltskin. I'm like, that's helping. Do more. He's like, how's the weather? I'm like, change the subject. He's like, today at school, I'm going to do this really cool thing. I'm like, that's awesome. Thank you. And I'm in the green now. I was like, oh, that was a close one. I was going to red. He's like, oh, I know. I was like, I was teeter-totter. I was teeter-tottering. And I said, sometimes I like to go to red, but I think driving into school is not the good time when I need to go to red. But sometimes our good red just feels so good. He's like, I know. And that's when he always says it feels like a good burp. So talk to your kids, teach your kids, connect with your kids over the emotions instead of all of us pretending that they don't have them and that we don't have them. It's like this dirty little secret that we have tricky emotions. But every human I know has tricky emotions and that's okay because if we resist, they will only persist. That's Tony Robbins, not my quote. And their word motion is in the word emotion. Teaching them how to feel will teach them how to heal. I love you guys and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really want to fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.